0: Does Canada need a foreign intelligence service? Maybe the better question is, how bad does it want one? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about all things related to national security. About a week and a half ago, an interesting op-ed piece appeared in the Globe and Mail which often bills itself as Canada's national newspaper. This appeared on June the 11th, and it was entitled, I Spy, colon, Does Canada Need a Foreign Intelligence Service? Now, this particular piece was penned by three men, uh, all of whom I know uh, fairly well. One of the authors was Al Jones, with whom I worked together at CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. And he and I are both working at the University of Ottawa's Professional Development Institute National Security Programme. Also, Peter Jones, an academic I know somewhat, our paths have crossed over the years, and Lori Storsater, who is associated with the Kane Association for Security and Intelligence Studies, or CASIS, and someone I guess again uh, somebody whose path I have crossed here and there throughout my career. I'm not going to review the arguments that are made in this particular op-ed. I'm going to link to it. You can certainly read it for yourself. But I simply want to ask a a larger question here and and give you a bit of context about foreign intelligence in Canada. Bottom line is, Canada does not have a separate, unique foreign intelligence service. Kind of. You'll see why I'm saying kind of in a second. Uh, We do have two intelligence agencies, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS, where I worked from 2001 to 2015. And we also have Communications Security Establishment, or CSE, where I also worked from 1983 until 2001, when I went to CSIS. CSIS, of course, is the Security Intelligence Service, meaning it does security intelligence. That is intelligence that is related to threats to the security of Canada. Terrorism, foreign espionage, foreign inter- interference, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What many people don't know is that CSIS also has a foreign intelligence mandate now foreign intelligence is defined as the intense capabilities and plans of foreign states it is usually seen as not the same as security intelligence but we're going to get back to that in at, by the end of this podcast as well what we do not have in Canada uh, is a completely separate foreign intelligence service like many of our allies do the CIA United States mi6 in the United Kingdom etc 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 so, the one distinction is between security intelligence and foreign intelligence, which I've already outlined. The other major difference when it comes to intelligence services is how they acquire their information. Many foreign intelligence agencies uh, are also human or human intelligence agencies. That is, they recruit and they run human sources, sometimes called agents, to gather information. The other type of intelligence, writ large, is called SIGINT or signals intelligence, that is, vacuuming up the ether to collect broadcasts, point-to-point transmissions, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and extracting intelligence from those particular emissions. There's also IMINT imagery intelligence that's taking satellites from photographs. There's surveillance intelligence. There's all kinds. There's even what we call garbent, garbage intelligence, going through someone's refuse to see what's in there. We in Canada have a really good human agency, and that CSIS. They've been around since 1984, since they came out of the old RCMP Security Service, and their mandate essentially is to help keep Canadians safe. And the main way they do that is to collect human intelligence. They run agents to find information that relates to national security. CSIS also does have, though, a foreign intelligence mandate under what's called Section 16 of the CSIS Act. Security intelligence is covered under Section 12 and foreign intelligence under Section 16. Curiously, the founders, or the men and women behind the decision to create CSIS back in 1984, gave it a foreign intelligence mandate, but heavily, heavily constrained. CSIS is allowed to collect information on the intense capabilities and plans of foreign states, but only within Canada, meaning it can't go outside of our borders to find that intelligence to help decision-makers. Note that Section 12 does not have the Within Canada Clause. CSIS can go to the far end of the solar system to collect information from humans or anything it wants to that relates to national security or security intelligence. What people are missing, I think, in in this conversation um, are are two things. First and foremost, we actually really have a very good foreign intelligence organization, and that's CSE. It has a foreign intelligence mandate, albeit one that's SIGINT in nature, i.e. collecting signals. When I was there from 83 to 2001, we collected incredibly important intelligence. And on many occasions, that intelligence led decision makers to make decisions. And I recall on a few occasions, all of which I can't go into any detail. I apologize for that. I'm sure you understand why. Where decisions were not made until the intelligence came in. I remember occasions on which officials would delay meetings from starting until we got them the intelligence that would help them run those meetings. And make the best decisions possible to further Canadian interests. When I worked at CSE, I was a foreign intelligence analyst. I worked in a dozen different languages, I was a Middle East specialist, I was a Farsi and Arabic linguist, and I, I created foreign intelligence reports, thousands of them, in my 17 and a half years there. I even worked as a cryptanalyst for a little more than a year, in the days when we were breaking codes, to try to find the intents and capabilities of foreign states. CSE did very, very well at his job. The problem, of course, is that SIGINT is different than human, in that the former can't be directed. What I mean by that is that you, you vacuum up what you vacuum up. If person A tells something to person B, you're getting that conversation, exchange, email, whatever you want to call it. You can't sort of, you know, at some point say, well, I wish person A would talk about this or I wish person B would ask these questions. You can do that with a human source. You can direct them to say, go find out more about what person A is doing, ask them these questions, direct the conversation in this way, so we can find out what's actually happening. And that happens all the time in security intelligence. But it doesn't happen in foreign intelligence, because CSC is a SIGINT and not a human organization. And to have the best foreign intelligence available to help help decision makers, you want SIGINT and human. So right now we don't have that human capacity. Well we do, but it's limited to what's happening here in Canada, which as I'm sure you can agree is problematic when we're talking about foreign states. The question that becomes, does Canada really want a foreign intelligence service? And if so, how does it create one? I'm gonna come in uh, very strongly and say that the best, most economic, best technical, and best qualification wise decision to make in this regard is simply to give the mandate to CSIS. Why do I say that? For several reasons. First of all, as noted, it already has a foreign intelligence mandate. All the government of Canada has to do is remove the so-called within Canada clause from section 16 and CSIS would would not be uh, prohibited forbidden from collecting foreign intelligence abroad. Secondly, CSIS is already a human organization. It knows how to recruit human sources. It knows how to run them. It knows the things to keep in place to protect your sources. Nothing worse than than running a human source and then having that person killed or turned against you by the powers against which you're collecting information in the first place. Thirdly, why in heaven's name would you create a separate organization in 2021, which would cost probably billions of dollars, take decades to come to speed. Trust me, CSIS didn't hit the ground running in July of 1984 when it was created. It took some years before it found its feet. A foreign intelligence agency, a human one, struck up from scratch would take an equal amount of time. Some have said, well just put it in the foreign ministry. That would be a disastrous decision for the simple reason that you don't want your foreign intelligence service, human, to reside in your foreign ministry. If it does, Every single foreign diplomat, every person serving abroad for your country, is suspect by definition of being an intelligence officer. Is that the way you want to run your diplomatic service? Don't get me wrong. Foreign Affairs Canada, Global Affairs, it's changed its name so many times I've lost count, does collect really good intelligence for us and information in in its posts abroad, high commissions, consulates, and embassies. But it isn't an intelligence service per se. It is a foreign affairs ministry. It runs Canada's foreign affairs on behalf of the government. I don't think meddling by by making an intelligence service within the foreign ministry is a great idea. I don't know of any country that has put its foreign intelligence agency within its foreign ministry. I could be wrong, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There were efforts uh, at Global Affairs Canada in the wake of 9-11 to do security intelligence abroad, and that met with very mixed results. Again, you're interfering with the primary mission. CSIS already does this and does it well. Furthermore, in many ways, the distinction between foreign intelligence and security intelligence is muddled at best. I can recall on several occasions in the past where CSIS would be collecting information that had to do with the security of Canada and the source and or agent would provide snippets on the foreign capabilities and foreign intent. Now we could use the information, we used to call it spin-off. We could could get the information in decision-makers hands but technically, we weren't supposed to collect foreign intelligence per se outside of Canada. The bottom line is, Canadian government has to make a decision. How badly does it really want a foreign intelligence service of the human variety? Many have said, and the authors of this article agree with me, Canada's been getting a free ride for decades on using foreign intelligence that's derived from its partners, primarily the Five Eyes partners, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. In addition to us, they make up the Five Eyes. And then it's time for us to pull our own weight. We have a fine history of intelligence in this culture, in this country, dating back to the Second World War. We can build on that. We have very capable institutions. CSE. I'm guessing I haven't worked there in 20 years, but I'm guessing they still collect foreign intelligence to help decision makers. We have a fine human organization in CSIS that already has the skill set to do this. So why in heaven's name not just take out the within Canada clause, give CSIS a dual mandate some have said well you don't you don't want to combine the two well as i said often the distinction between signal between security intelligence and foreign intelligence is artificial at best canada does need a foreign intelligence service it cannot rely solely on its allies whose 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 interests may in fact not be the same as ours yes we're great allies we share a lot of intelligence under this arrangement of the five eyes and other partners as well but by definition, American foreign interests are not the same as Canadian foreign interests, at least not all the time. Give CSIS the mandate to do human collection abroad. Let them create a foreign service. New Zealanders have a hybrid service. There's no reason why we can't. Make it happen. Make it happen now. Anyhow, that's what I think. Curious what you feel on Canada's need of a, for a foreign intelligence service. You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You'll also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content, or want to subscribe? Go to www.borelsthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. you get free daily digest of all the material, blogs, and podcasts, free to your inbox. There's also a link there to my, my, my latest book, The Peaceable Kingdom A History of Terrorism in Canada, from Confederation to the Present. You can buy the book from my website. It's only $25 Canadian plus shipping and handling. Love to hear what you think about this and other matters. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.